Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the radio ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramis, your host for the series. I have today with me Bob DeWay, Gospel of Grace's teacher and theologian and author of Critical Issues Commentary, and our friend and sister in Christ, Amy Russell, who has been sharing with us her story of how God saved her out of the new age. Welcome, everyone. Good to be here. here. So when we last talked, this was last week for listeners tuning in today, we were discussing how you had been using new age techniques such as yoga and meditation to be able to access the spirit guides as a part of your training for energy healing. And we had some questions come up as far as what does this mean to have your energy level high enough? Can you explain that to us? Yeah, so we had touched on the topic of vibration and frequency. And from what I learned, our vibration is said to represent our state of being. It is the energetic quality of someone, according to the New Age. And um, I studied from the books of... Esther and Jerry Hicks were the authors of The Secret, The Law of Attraction, books along those lines. And a couple of quotes from those books, as you think you vibrate, as you vibrate, you attract. Whatever you offer into the world will return back to you. So that was part, that was um, something that was said in the book. And then my new age mantra there was a section that I wrote down. So I'll just read from it. This is the same thing from the uh, book law of attraction. The universe responds to your frequency. It doesn't recognize your personal desires, wants, needs. It only understands the frequency which you are vibrating. So if you're vibrating in a frequency of fear, guilt, shame, you're going to attract things of similar low vibration. Contrasting, if you're vibrating at a frequency of love, joy, abundance, you're going to attract things that support that frequency. So it's similar to tuning into a radio station. You go to the station that you want to listen to, and then you're going to hear it. If you want to attract and manifest the positive things in your life, you have to tune into the frequency of those things. So change your mindset, change your life is the concept there. So it's almost like the power of positive thinking. Power of positive thinking. Yeah. And so it's appealing to those of us, myself included, who who tend to be control freaks, you know? So if we align our dominant thoughts and emotions with all that we desire in the physical and spiritual realm, so as to manifest it. So it puts us in charge of our destiny. It says that we are the authors and creators of our world. Our outer world must correspond with our inner world. It's the law. And to achieve this, I was doing meditation. I was practicing positive affirmations and declarations. I was visualizing, doing visualization, as you had mentioned in the class you took. And I was uh, cultivating the feeling of receiving whatever I desired. And we can then adjust our inner world with the result we want. And the universe must conspire in our favor. So this is appealing until it isn't, you know, it was, it was extremely exhausting. I was constantly having to try and do the meditations and keep my level up. If I had a bad negative thought, I just thought, Oh no, everything's going to dissolve. If I would go to work and something would upset me, I was like, Oh no, now I'm on the wrong path. So it's appealing in theory, but once you start trying to apply it in life, it completely dissolves. 
And so when they say it's the law and I'm getting little result, then I get frustrated because I'm like, well, if it's the law, then it must happen. So right. if it's not happening, then it's something that I'm doing wrong. I've so got I a question about that, Amy. Can I ask yeah. you a question? So there's a yes. lot of details here that almost sounds like science. You know, you have right. vibrations and states of being and frequencies mm -hmm. and then somehow. But what evidence is there that any of this is valid, that this is objective truth? And what evidence is there that the universe even cares about us? There is no evidence about it, because that's what people were saying when they were coming out of it, was that it's not the law. It doesn't work. If it's a law, it must work every time because it's the law. So, so you have a law, but um, you don't have any lawgiver. Yeah, there's nothing to back it up. Yeah. And the problem is, it's like when it doesn't work, then, of course, I was looking at myself as the problem. It's not that the law is not working. It's like, I must be off. I must be off somehow. And well, so day to day, I was constantly struggling with that. You know, that really makes sense if you think about it. Because in the end, they're saying, well, kind of, we are the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, all is one. We are one. And so if the universe is the answer, and there are all these laws that are kind of uh -huh. uh, hard to figure out, they're amorphous, but then we have problems, and we're the problem. So what's to say if the, if the universe itself is the problem, then how can the problem fix the problem? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense about this, because it's pretty obvious we live in a fallen universe. If mm -hmm. we just look at tornadoes and then look at the human race and all the wars and all that, and Eastern religion says that this is all part of one big whole, but then we're looking to a fallen, sinful, harmful entity, the fallen universe, to solve our problems. And if we have a problem, we're looking to some other source, and there's no transcendent, ultimate creator who's all good to save us from anything. Yeah. Yeah. And but we are told to look within ourselves. So then we just have not transcended to the level of our own source of our own true self. Okay. So therein lies the problem. We're all vibrating at a low frequency because we haven't tapped into our own source. And so we need to move toward that source inside of us rather than looking outside of us to God. And the source of this book that I was reading, these books, they refer to um, the teachings as the teachings of Abraham. And this is a, a collective consciousness. And it consists of many demons, which are known as spirit guides. Okay. Of course, they're not going to say it's demons. Right. They're known as spirit guides. So in writing, Esther Hicks the whole writing is her channeling these books through her many spirit guides, which refer to themselves as Abraham. And it brought up in the Bible when Jesus was in the boat, getting off the boat, and that that man that was demon-possessed yeah. was okay. coming toward him. And, and they said, we are legion, we are many. Right. Am yeah, I thinking of Luke. the right story? Yeah, yeah that's in Luke. 
Yeah. Actually, the and Legion they, guy was uh, chained up in a cemetery. Yeah. Right, right. And his, the demons were, were many, and they yes. referred to themselves as Legion. Right. And so same, in the same concept, we are Abraham, we are many. And so these books are all channeled from demons. And what does the devil want to do? He wants to keep us in bondage. He wants to destroy us. But it's under the guise of, of this lovely experience that you're going to have. So go toward that and all will be well. And so um, the, their, and their message to all humans whom they claim they want the very best is that they're here to help us achieve our highest purpose. And they kept saying in the book that earth and humanity is improving, that we're moving toward enlightenment. So don't look at the news as the things happening in the world as accurate. You guys are actually moving toward enlightenment. Everything's improving daily. The earth isn't getting worse. Humanity is not getting worse. We're here to show you things are elevating. So it just all seemed very confusing because it was completely the opposite of what the Bible says. So, so you're, everything's getting better, but how right. do we know? Is there some role model they point to that tells, here it is, look at this role model. Here's somebody who achieved total consciousness and positive vibrations and nothing negative. Look to that. Do they have a role model? They don't. And it's, it's funny that my mom used to keep saying, well, which one of, you know, your teachers has transcended? What's the example that you're using to follow this path? And I was like, well, we're just, it just, it could take many lifetimes. We all just have to keep turning inward. Then it eventually it'll work. So there's, there's no gauge that they're working with. Okay. It's, it's all like a theory, but they call it a law. Wow. In the book, so, they call it a law, but it's not a law because it never happens. It really is blind faith. There's no evidence for it, it at all. There's, there's no evidence. No science. If nobody's arrived, there's nothing to ground your hope in. There's no promises attached to this from a transcendent God who loves you and cares about you. As Bob often says, the universe doesn't love you. Uh, the, the universe yeah. could care less. <laughs> Uh, the, the creator of the universe has spoken, but the universe is a created thing. And the universe and all the beings within it are created. We were just doing a radio series that'll be on before this one. And we were looking in Jeremiah where it says, the gods, plural, that did not create the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth. So all the false deities that make these claims ultimately come under the judgment of God. Yeah, right, right. And God tells us, look to the creator, not the creation. Because you look around and how people look to creation to worship creation rather right. than the creator. Romans 1. I, you know, That's the thing about always... karma that I always kind of wondered about, it seems to me like it's the most hopeless of all philosophies yeah, because you're... Uh, so supposedly you have these many lifetimes, but you can't exactly remember what you did wrong the last time because you don't really so that you can correct it. Yeah. So do how do you get a lesson from what you can't remember? <laughs> and then let's just say you are some kind of a robber an abuser in a previous life, but you don't remember it. But then you have to come back and be abused and robbed by somebody else. 
the next time mm -hmm. around in order to, for things to start working out. But that just perpetuates more evil. Oh, yeah, it does. And we're not allowed to step in and help because then we're going to interfere with that person's karma. Whoever's involved, we don't want to interfere with their karma because then they're going to have to come back and do it over again. How horrible. Yeah, so yeah. it just perpetuates evil with no hope. Yep, with no hope. Wow. I remember when I came back to Jesus, this belief was one of the biggest relief reliefs for me to let go of. I had been hanging on so tightly to the, these ideas that I carried with me, this idea of freeing ourselves by transcending the confines of our earthly minds. And then Jesus set me free and opened my eyes and I could see the bondage of it. It was bondage disguised as freedom. Wow. Yeah. But the Bible says we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's not to be found in something in us and it's not to be found in, in meditation. It's something Thank that God, God does. This, but he does it through his word. We are actively thinking and focusing. And how many of us don't have the daily battle of pointing our minds back to the promises of God and pointing our minds mm -hmm. back to the word of God? That's our anchor. And it's something that we can rest in. It's not something mm -hmm. that is a burden that we have to just keep trying harder and harder and harder. Yeah, maybe so, there's something I'm doing wrong. If I'm not receiving my desires, then it's it's on me. It's exhausting. Yeah, on this know, law of attraction, of Amy, that you were talking about the yeah. law of attraction, let me make sure I understand it. So you attract to yourself whatever's going on in you, is that it? Yeah, whatever, whatever frequency that I'm tapped into is the life that I'm going to attract and manifest. So if I'm constantly angry, I'm going to have angry people around me. And so it's a matter of shifting that mindset to what they say love, joy, and abundance would be. And then I'm going to receive all the glories of this world through the, the energy that of that higher vibration that I've tapped into. So the higher yeah, is, is the good thing. Battle. The higher would be the good things that you want, the higher vibration. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so and you have fallen sinners that don't know Christ and don't have the Holy Spirit and they're alienated from God and they're trying mm -hmm. to get love, joy, and peace. Yeah, constantly, 24 hours a day. But love, Otherwise, joy, and peace are fruits of the Spirit. It's fruits of the Spirit, which we're not supposed to look at the Bible in any way. We're supposed to only look within. And so, I'm surprised so I didn't those... figure it out soon enough, sooner. <laughs> well, That's, when we come to Christ, school. we're all surprised we didn't see it sooner. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's what happens. We come to Christ and even Amy and I grew up in church and we knew the Bible. It wasn't that we didn't know it, but we have to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And God gives us that at conversion. True. And then all of a sudden it all makes sense. And then we have the fruit of the spirit, but it's not something we work for. It's something that's given to us. And praise wow. God. We still you know? do. I mean, yes, sometimes we do have to say, okay, I need to repent of this anger or I need to focus on these things, but it's a gift to us, not something we work for or mm -hmm. earn. So then how do you achieve in this system? How do you achieve these higher frequencies? 
it's through practicing yoga because you're lifting your energy field as you practice yoga through meditation and it's through positive affirmations and what i mentioned the visualization visualizing what you want in your life and so you have to sit and visualize it and then it's supposed to come to you and cultivating the feelings so it's not about it's not about just saying it it's it's about feeling it if we just say it it's not going to come to us we have to feel it the universe only listens to our feelings and right there should have been a big red flag yeah the feelings are are they're elusive constantly and ever changing and we're yeah. we're sinful so we have a sin nature and so there's no there's no possible way that we can attract love joy and abundance 24 hours a day it's just not possible and so it it became extremely difficult and frustrating and i just fell into depression because there's so many people in los angeles that think this way and that think this is the law and so even if something bad would happen to me and i would be at work people would say well you brought that upon yourself you attracted that where's your mindset so it's like a mantra of people and it's like yeah. oh i did that was my fault i brought that on myself i need to meditate i need to get back into meditation and heighten my frequency oh so, amy on your meditation what exactly no, we just did some a radio on Enneagram and their version of meditation. What version of meditation did they prescribe for you in regard to the law of attraction that you were looking into? It was new age meditation. And so it was regarding dropping all thought and you don't hang on to any thought. If a thought comes to you, you thank it and let it go. And so the emptying of the mind is what we're attempting to achieve. So when we empty our mind, then our inner source can move up and take over where our finite being can't work at that level. So we're tapping into our infinite being inside of ourselves. So we don't want thoughts to get in the way wow. of our, our infinite being moving to the forefront to guide us and to take over where finite being lacks. But in yoga, it's about merging the two. You merge the finite being, the finite spirit with the infinite God. And when you merge them, then you become God. You transcend. And the ultimate goal in yoga is to transcend to your God state, to your true self. Is that what they mean by transcendental meditation? Yeah, that's, that is, it's about moving to your true self. So it's like the fast track to getting to your true self. Is there ever any hope of staying there once you arrive? No, what's discussed in yoga is, I, I practiced Ashtanga, so I was an Ashtanga yogi, which is a really rigid style of yoga that I practiced for about 10 years. And my teacher would teach from what Patanjali, who was the author of Ashtanga Yoga, he would teach that the ultimate aim of yoga is Kaivalya, and this is freedom from the Purusha, the soul. These are all Sanskrit, ancient Indian Sanskrit terms that we would use in Ashtanga. So then one is freed of the chains of cause and effect, which is karma. Karma is cause and effect. This karma, which binds us to continued reincarnation, is then lifted. So 
we're no longer bound by reincarnation. We then achieve samadhi, which is integration, absorption, transcendence. And then we become God. And so we no longer exist in human form. We have abolished karma, cause and effect. We are kaivalya, free. We've reached freedom. So that is what was taught daily in Ashtanga. And what is interesting is that my teacher of Ashtanga yoga that I practiced with for 15 years, she just recently died of no apparent cause. She was 55 and she was traveling, doing retreats in the middle of one of her retreats. She died and no one knew why. And the yoga community was all like, she reached transcendence, you know, Wow. she, she no longer needed to live in this body. She transcended and they were all doing these ceremonies, worshiping the gods of yoga that gave her transcendence. She no longer fit in this earthly body because she had moved into her God state. And so she was no longer with us because she elevated to that level where she could transcend. No, that's really sad because the spirits that are actually behind this, they are demons. This is demonic. And the goal of the demonic realm is our destruction. And Mm -hmm. for somebody to die in unbelief, that that is their goal. And so the sad truth is, yeah, she arrived right where these spirits wanted her to be, only she didn't transcend to someplace glorious. She's she died lost and following after demons. And so the really sad, sad truth is she did arrive at where she was going, but it wasn't where she expected. What a heartbreaking story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. Say, Amy, do they actually acknowledge the existence of evil spirits? That's an interesting point. My teacher in my transpersonal energy healing course, he would acknowledge them only because after 45 years of doing this work, he was attacked several times by evil spirits. So he had to acknowledge them on some level. But it's it's not considered evil or good. It's just you're being tested. It's like this is coming at you because the universe is doing you a favor by testing you so that you can learn the lesson that they have to teach you. So it's not put in the realm of good and evil. However, my energy healing teacher would say, this is what you need to do to protect yourself from any spirit that wants to attack you or your client during a healing. So he knew they existed, but he certainly didn't want to elaborate too fully on it. But there was a lot of us students that would ask questions. What do we do when we get attacked? And his answer was, stay grounded. That was all he would say. So there's really no explanation for spirit guides that suddenly turn on you and attack. No explanation. It's, it's It's a lesson that we are being taught the universe is teaching you. So just let yourself be taught. I know that um, in theological liberalism, they they tend to be just left-wing political version of religion and work to try to make the world a better place and all that. But I noticed that one thing that they lack too 
is a doctrine about evil spirits, Satan and evil spirits. They don't even want to talk about it. And sometimes they just talk about that as mythology from ancient pagans uh, because they really think all is good and everything is good. So I think that's one of the big Achilles heels of this whole thing is the fact there are demons and they may masquerade as being good. They may appear as angels of light, but they're real spiritual entities. They are really evil and they have your deception in mind and they are out to harm you. And if that's the way it is, this idea that all is good and it's all evolving into something better is a grand delusion. Yeah. Yeah, Satan's, exactly. I don't know if it's his biggest achievement, but what Satan wants is for us to believe that he doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, good point. You know, his, one of his yeah. biggest lies is to, to have us believe that he doesn't exist because then we're not looking for him. You know, wow. he doesn't care how we move to destruction as long as we move to just, he doesn't care if you're atheist, he doesn't care if you're Hindu or Muslim or Buddhist, he just wants us to move to destruction. So whatever he can do to facilitate that, we can believe whatever we want as long as it's not Christianity, as long as we don't believe that Jesus Christ died for our yeah. sins. The truth sets right. you free. It says in Jeremiah 17, starting with verse five, thus saith the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. And then I'll skip to verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And then it does talk about uh, the good fruit and the bad fruit. But it's based on who you believe in. Not vibration right. levels, meditation, mm -hmm. enlightenment. It's based on an objective truth of who God is how he's revealed himself, and whether or not we're trusting in him. But there's something that we need to uh, tell our listeners, and Amy, you found this out firsthand. Thank God he delivered you out of it. But here's what it says in Jeremiah 17, starting in verse 9. The heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, let's just think about your story. If the heart is as the Bible said, deceitful and sick. Well, how are you going to find those good vibrations? Wow. Where, where are they going yeah. to come from? Yeah. The, the universe doesn't have them because the universe has fallen. And then it says in verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. So the only hope we have is in what God does for us in Christ and the new heart and the new mind he gives us as a gift, not trying to go into some fuzzy realm of uh, vibrations. And I thank God, Amy, that he didn't leave you there. He came and got you out of it. He came and got me. And on that note, that was like, that's one of my favorite verses in Jeremiah. But I experienced so many negative side effects during my training in the new age and my practices and my teachers always had a justification and it primarily was an excuse as I'm purging my Christian upbringing. <laughs> oh, that was, that was their go-to explanation for I'm, I'm being attacked because this is things I brought on myself and it's the Christianity inside of me that's trying to get out. Those are, that's what the evil is coming from. 
Isn't I brought amazing? it on myself. I need to flush it away. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. They're telling you you need to, to get the good vibrations rather than the negative ones, the positive rather than the negative. But then they go to great lengths to make sure anything that even has uh, some source in what was good to be gone. So they're throwing you over to the wicked and the evil and the negative and telling you to try to find the good there. <laughs> find the good. Yeah. Um, and when I was in the transpersonal energy healing classes, um, I had a couple experiences with getting healings done, you know, because we would do healings on each other so that we could learn and okay. build a client base with what we learned. And one of my teachers uh, was performing a healing on me and she told me, that she was going to leave her energetic hands on my legs while she moved up to my head and was going to start doing some healing on my shoulders and my upper body. And so I felt her, her physical hands on my shoulders, but her energetic, what she would call them energetic hands were still on my legs. And that was her guide that was holding me on my legs. And I just thought, Oh, this is so cool. I want to learn how to do this. I want to work with my energetic hands. And I look back and think whose hands were those? <laughs> you know, yeah. whose hands were on my legs while she was uh, working on, on my upper body. There was someone working on my feet that she said was her guide working through me. And, you know, it was all demonic activity that we were immersed in. And then uh, we were doing a student on student practice. And so we would demo through each other. And so one of the students was working on me. She was again, standing on my head. And she told me that all of a sudden two large men appeared on each side of her and they proceeded to grab her arms in an effort to what she could only surmise was pound my head. And she said that something told her to stop. She had this, this violent urge and she had to resist. And she said it felt like they were trying to use her body to attack me. And so she resisted. She pulled away and she's like, Amy, sit up. And I sat up and I was like, what was that? And my teacher who already had this idea that I didn't belong there was looking over at me, kind of shaking his head. Like, this is not okay. You know, this is not okay. She, she keeps having these scenarios happen to her. And it was due to the fact that God was with me. And I think that he thought like, I may have walked away from God, but God certainly didn't walk away from me. And I did not belong in that class. Good. All right. And that's a good place to wrap that up. I think we'll pick up next week with talking more about what energy healing is and why it interested you. But I like what you ended with there. You may have tried to run away from God, but he didn't run away from you. And that's what we always have to cling to is these promises of God. And he said that he won't let you go. And he didn't let you go. He didn't. But the warning is still valid that we need to not turn aside to these practices that come to us from Eastern religions or, or anywhere else. When we turn away, we put ourselves in spiritual danger. And they are real beings out there that, as Bob often says, have your best disinterest at heart. So right. let's just cling to the promises of God, and we'll see you next week for Critical Issues Commentary. This has been Jessica Kramis, Bob DeWay, and Amy Russell. And just a quick reminder, you can find all of these episodes and years' worth of articles at our website, cicministry.org. We'll see you next week. <laughs>